0: Hello and welcome to the SPFL show. This show is sponsored by Old School Football. If you head to Old School Football website, you can get 10% off your order. The next time you're online, just use the code CFB10 and follow the on-screen instructions. Welcome to the show. Hello, listener. Um, You might be surprised to hear a different voice for a change this week. Um, Callum McFadden of the excellent football CFB fame is taking a short break this week. Um, So, my name is Dr. Grant Campbell. You may have heard me from the Campbell's Football's Podcast. Um, Welcome to the SPFL Show. I'm joined by the host, or one of the hosts, I should say, from the equally excellent SFF Podcast, Scottish Football Forums Podcast, if you like your long winded names, John Bleasdale. John, welcome to the show again.
1: I was going to say that you were looking for um, an expert guest, but you stuck with me. But I wouldn't have taken
0: offense to that, but I'm glad to be on (laughs) this. It's great to have you on, John. And uh, um, be assured, listeners, that Callum will be back in the future. He is well, and uh, we'll hopefully keep the ship afloat for him uh, for when he returns. John, it's been a really extraordinary week of Scottish football. We've seen uh, goalkeeping saga at St. Mirren, we've seen Celtic um, win in two very different ways. Up at Ross County and at St. Mirren, we've seen uh, Alan Campbell come of age at Motherwell. We're going to tap into every game over the last week uh, in a while. What have you made of this week's action? Yeah, it's just been a typical week of Scottish football. Um,
1: again, dominated as much by um, issues off the pitch um, as on it. I mean, we'll know that. Doubt- come on it with the you know the COVID testing. Um so yeah it's been it's been eventful as ever. Um but yeah, that's what makes Scottish football so unique is that there's always it's never a dull moment.
0: Absolutely there is never a dull moment. Well let's get on with the show then and let's start off with the first game of the weekend, Summirin against Hibbs. So a nil Hibernian three, on the face of it a fairly comfortable win for Jack Ross's side, but this had more drama than anyone could have wished for, John.
1: Yeah, um, again we're talking about um, events off the pitch. Um, you know, the day before, or the weeks, um, the days leading up to, it, it transpired that two submarn players were tested positive for COVID, and then a the third one was told to um, self isolate because they'd been close contact. And as so happens, they all, all three had to be in the same position. Um, which left St Mirren I don't even know if they even had a youth keeper um, which led them in a the position where they were potentially looking at Jamie Langfield being in goals um, they managed to sign Zlamal from Harrison and emergency loan it didn't
0: specify how long he, the emergency loan was going to be is it just for the two weeks I think, think high it's high for low the low two low there, weeks I think it's for the two weeks till after they come out of self-isolation but you're, you're absolutely right mm-hmm. it was uh, Jack Anick who tested positive for the virus and first of all I want to wish Jack well in his recovery yeah. from uh, the virus first of all because you know very serious time there but yes you're right the the other two goalkeepers um linus and i don't know if you remember the other one um yeah, I, I feel really bad i've got to google this now while we're on here yeah, yeah i did not even research. remember linus didn't um, you know, uh, dean linus was one but yes they bought in uh, zx Lamal from hearts um and it's safe to say he didn't have the best of games in Zardy.
1: Now, he's not a goalkeeper that fills me with a lot of confidence he has the odds good game but he's got so many clangers in him um, and the first goal he should have been doing a lot better um, I don't think he deals with that at all as the ball comes in and then the third one you know, he's just caught hopelessly out of position no stretch and then misses the ball completely and it leads to the third goal and um, not much you could do with the second one. This it's a good finish by Joe Newell. So on the face that you look at it, that's a comfy win for um, Hibs. But there was a key moment at, at
0: two nil. Yes. Um, how might uh, the, the handball by Ryan Porteous at two nil? Oh. It's an absolute stone waller, isn't it?
1: It's a poor catch attempt, you know, <laughs> because it looks like he's going to try and catch
0: it. It looks like he's playing basketball or something, just a, a slam <laughs> down. <laughs> I don't
1: know what was going through his mind, but I don't know what was going through Willie Columns' mind. It was... How he's missed that, I don't, do not know.
0: Well, he, he did, it looked like he got a clear line of vision of it, you know, and we'll come on to another refereeing instance, of course, straight at the show, but it looked like a, a really straightforward decision and he missed it, and, uh, you know, obviously... You know, Simon we're, were in trouble at that point of the game, but nevertheless, that for me was a clear and obvious error that was missed. Yeah, oh, without a doubt. Um, I mean, you don't know what would have happened because
1: goals change games, incidents changed games. I mean, Samaritan might have scored the penalty and it, it, all of a sudden, when it's a different game, they might have missed the penalty. Bottom line I should, they should have had the penalty... Um, first place and it's a glaring error by the um official but i don't think jim goodwin focused too much on that because he was more focused on other things um which has led to um quite a few words being spoken this week with other teams have um would this have happened had they been celtic rangers Stephen McGowan. Uh, i can't i can't remember if it was Stephen mcgown or, uh, or david tanner um so apologies if i'm crediting the wrong person but um you know Rangers back in the 90s were able to say Andy devil with Andy Gorham and Theo Snelders were injured um, I think Celtic were able to send Tony Warner when Stuart Kerr and Jonathan Gilbert were injured but I think the difference there was it wasn't the night before yes. it was like a leading up to the game so there was still time I think the argument what I would have said is yeah by all means keep the Celtic game in because there's still time to get a replacement in but this Hibs game for me you know could have been put back um, by another week or I ago. just
0: I just think the order of events that has taken place is quite frankly astonishing you know the incident with Bolingoli I go back to that that for me was a far more serious incident than what happened at Samirin which looks like on the face of things and we're just assuming this looks like an isolated event that happened in a usual training environment now how in in much is my personal opinion how should Samirin be treated in exactly the same way as what Celtic did with that incident it was crazy Celtic got in my opinion a, a, a really nice bite of the cherry to get that game postponed Whereas Samoran in, quite frankly, a really strange situation. Because, let's be honest, how often have three keepers been unavailable for a game before? It's very unprecedented, isn't it?
1: I know. I think I think what we've got to remember is, um, with regards to the Aberdeen um, scenario, there's no doubt Aberdeen um, got off with the, the St. Johnson game. Aberdeen, should have been, um, Aberdeen were willing to play that game. Definitely. Um, and... It was the, in the league where we're wanting the games to go ahead as normal it was the government that stepped in on those occasions because yes. of the of the rule breaking this isn't rule breaking by the suburban boys so no. this was why the government haven't um, come in and the SPFL are obviously thinking well there's not many dates left in this calendar yeah. and that's probably something else that we'll touch on at some point about are they asking too much in terms of full fixture cards um, this season? I personally think so, um, but that's another issue. So I think that's where the SPFL are, are thinking that um, is, there's not enough dates in the calendar. Um, there wasn't enough, but I think this St Burnham's game could, because neither side are involved in
0: Europe well they it was it, was it was interesting because Chris Ullumo and Michael Schur on the sports scene both come out with uh, very interesting and engaging arguments and I know Darrell Broadfoot was very defending of the SPFL and the SFA on SportsCine on Monday night and, and I was listening to all the arguments and I think they were very fair arguments but we have to remember, this is a global pandemic we're still living in at the moment and, you know, some common sense has to come into play here and I think they could have let this kind of be postponed for another seven days, especially with, as you say, Simon and Hibbs, two sides that aren't in European action.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but I think because it was three players in a key position, you know, um, you can have as many defenders in the pitch as you want and midfielders in the pitch as long as it's obviously um, within the 10 outfield players but every team needs a goalkeeper. Absolutely. Um, and,
0: I mean, it's, but you come back to the, the right. in, you come back to the incident with Brian Stevenson when he was in goal yeah. uh, back in the day, you know. That's
1: right. yeah, for Wraith Rovers and Wraith yeah. Rovers lost that match and ended up um, getting down the playoff. Yeah, um, So there's a bit of inconsistencies I mean, I think I think the SPFL don't have a clear guideline. I think that seems to be the issue at mm. the moment as well. Um, but listen, I'm not going to blame the SPFL or any governments because we're all learning um, through yeah. this pandemic. Um, so. You know, it's maybe not right to, to criticise but um and it is a learning for everyone, so we'll just need to wait and see what goes on. But maybe they've learned for the future. But as we'll touch on with Hamilton later, I mean um, I mean Neil Lennon makes a good point. You can't just um, keep postponing games all the time, there's got to be um, some form of normality and you're going to end up with too much of a backlog as well.
0: No, I absolutely agree with that. Let's move on to Hibbs because it was, as we said, a a really good win for them despite the circumstances. Kevin Nisbet, Joe Newell and Martin Boyle all scoring and giving them some great confidence heading into that big game of the weekend against Rangers. Oh they needed
1: that After the defeat By Aberdeen Just before the break And they had Gorgic back Which was a big um, Thing for them um,
0: So I uh, thought Newell was I thought Neo was Outstanding in the game I think he's growing Into one of Jack Ross's Most key players Oh yeah Without a doubt He looks um, He looks so He's um, going to be a,
1: a big key player And so much so That you know Scott Allen Is struggling to get In the team um, I think Mallon um, Is struggling to get In the team as well So Hibster have got Plenty of options In that midfield area and for Kevin But But get back in the score sheet because he's only he had that hat trick at Livingston he's not really featured much since so that'll give him a bit of scoring and the Rangers at the weekend that's obviously going to be a tricky game but um, that'll give him a bit of confidence
0: getting into that and something must give it Easter Road on, on on Sunday as we'll touch upon because Hibs have yet to concede a goal from open play this season and Rangers of course have yet to concede a goal full stop so it'll be interesting but maybe again it might be 0-0 which could be very interesting let's move away from events at Samaritan and let's head to Ross County Ross County nil, Celtic 5 on the face of things looking at a match if you hadn't watched the highlights you would think fairly comfortable in for Celtic 5 goals clean sheet they're back to their old selves but it was far from the case was it? Yeah, I mean, Ross County hit the post a couple of times from uh, set pieces. Um, the Celtic is it Varkas? I can't yeah, remember. Name, from you, so. Barkas,
1: yeah, from um, yeah. He makes a, a good save at 2 0. And again, we talk about key moments in games. You know, 2 1, it becomes a different game. Instead, Ross County are chasing. Um, a two goal deficit in the second half, and Celtic picked them off. Um, Ross County's defending was horrendous. Let's, I mean, Celtic played you know, did their job. Um, they looked back almost to their own selves. Five different goal scorers, two of them defenders,
0: ironically. Yes. Three, the, the three strikers all getting the goal will be a boost to them, or should be a boost to them. But
1: um, I think Ross County defensively um, were very poor, and that's why I tipped them to go down because I, I worried about their defence. So they'll need to get that sorted out soon. I know it was Celtic, but it's still five goals
0: at Absolutely. I mentioned on my blog for Football CFB, if you haven't checked out the SBFL week by Campbell's Football's Review, please go and check it out. Um, I mentioned that Ross County's defending um, was summed up by the penalty they gave away in the fourth minute, which uh, was scored by Edward from the spot. But it was just a, a really clumsy challenge, wasn't it? For a, a combination, I think, of uh, Cole Donaldson and uh, I can't remember the other one, what other one was, but uh, it was just a, a real disaster at the back for County.
1: Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't good um, defending at all um, You know, It was a clumsy challenge And then the second one
0: um, I, yeah, he somehow Randall, gets a Randall Laidlaw. And Laidlaw
1: should be doing better Yeah, definitely um, and, uh, Well, the third goal, the face, um, that's just determination um, To be fair But you know, the fourth goal is a bit of a walk-in mm-hmm. And uh, Klamala, um, That'll be a big risk for him getting yeah. a goal as uh, well
0: And two of two of the three centre-backs For Celtic scoring It looks like Neil Lennon was going to a 3-5-2 Formation? Do you think that will be what he'll go with long term at Celtic? I think he'll mix between the two and the game, we game. I mean, obviously
1: when he switched to three at the back last season, um, it kept, you know it kicked on and that's where they became so, became so dominant. And well, they were, had it not been for this pandemic, let's be honest, they would have steamrolled to the title. They were thirteen points clear of being just had the game in hand, um, and they were awarded the title obviously. Um, and they just look better with. Um, with two up top. It was interesting that Chris did not start this game. Um he starts the next game. Um I was a bit a wee bit annoyed that I have scored because I took him out in fantasy <laughs> team for Greg Taylor.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've no Celtic defenders in my team, but I have the problem in midfield because I have Elliot and I'm as well as he didn't play much in the two games, but Well let's talk about Shane Duffy because he's come into Celtic. Um it's quite clear that Celtic needed to strengthen defensively. Do you think they've he's solved a lot of Celtic's problems in that area of the pitch? Well, we're going to talk about the Saburn game
1: later. Um, I think he's partly solved um, one of it, but I think as a team they still have issues there. I mean, they'll certainly need to solve that when they play in Europe because that's going to be the big test in the, in the Rangers game next month. But um, I think he yeah, he going to, he looks like a solid sign He's going to be a big threat from set-pieces. Um, it's just... I mean, will they be better with a four at back um, with him and uh, Julian or will they go three with him, Julian and Aya? Um I mean, the thing is with said that they've got those options. I mean, it's making them a bit more steady. Um, so, yeah, we'll need to wait and see. Um, the question marks is not whether Shane Duffy can do it in the Scottish Premier League. Of course he can. Can he step up to Europe with these guys? I mean, he's got international experience um, behind him and he's done well in the Republic of Ireland shirt. I think he's the captain of the Republic of Ireland. So I think he will be a
0: solid signing, but it's just getting that Balance is going to be right. Yeah, he g- Celtic will be kicking themselves at the game before the Champions League qualifiers. Absolutely. I think he offers some leadership which they need at the back, but it looks like they're looking for another left back because Greg Taylor is the only recognised left back at the club. Uh, shout to Anthony Joseph from the Totally Football Scottish Football Show who spoke about that with Andrew Slaver and JJ Bool this week. But I, I think Celtic still have this problem up top as well because if Edward was to get injured, and we'll come on to talk about Celtic some later on, but if Edward's maybe not finding his feet, and as is maybe not hitting the ground running as he, as he would do, because, you know, there's a bit of pressure on him as well, let's not forget. There is going to be a bit of pressure on Celtic and already playing catch-up to, to Rangers as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, we talk about, um, you know, the games in hand. Um, I mean, Celtic still also played one of them last night and they've got another one still to fit in against Aberdeen. Um, it's one thing having the game in hand saying, oh, well, we can make up with that, but you've got to... You've got to win the game. You'd rather have the points in the board early, and you no, know, Rangers will probably come on soon. You no, know, they're looking pretty good. Um, you no, know, they're scoring goals from all areas as well. Um, so I think Saturday's game should have been um, a boost for Celtic. To show that that's what they can do when they're on form. Um, but I think I think they still don't know their best eleven yet. Um, yeah. He's got so many options in midfield. He's also added to that with Turnbull. So I think. He needs to get the right balance of what the right what the right team is and then I think I still think Celtic have the strength that they will win the title this season, but mm-hmm. I think it will be a little bit closer this
0: yeah. year. And last word on Ross County, you know, a five nil Drubin, I know Stuart Carroll will come out and defended his team, you know, they, they certainly have moments in the game we've alluded to that they've hit the post a couple of occasions, Barkas made a few good saves, but ultimately it's the same old problems for Ross County defensively, isn't it? Yeah definitely I mean they lost A couple of defenders um, You know, Marcus Fraser Being the main one Going to St Mirren Definitely
1: um, And they lost One of their strikers and Lee Irwin Going to St Mirren as well um, So Yeah they, they need to get That defence sorted I mean um, they, they started the season Quite well Eight points In what was it The first five games But they've lost The last couple of matches And they've not looked Particularly great In either of them So They'll need to um, They'll need to First of all Sort out their defence Because if, if they're Going to have any chance To stay up They need a the defence to um, To do that
0: 60 goals conceded last season for County and uh, you know they conceded a 12th of that on Saturday. Let's talk about Samir and Celtic which happened last night back in Paisley. Samaritan won Celtic 2 um, I get the feeling this was a game that Celtic and Neil Lennon will be delighted to have taken the 3 points and run away because again very unconvincing from the champions. Yeah but then that's the sort of game that makes you champions when
1: you, when you don't play well, but you get um, around the Result, it wasn't quite the last ten minutes that like we're used to um, with Celtic over the years, and that's not a criticism. That's a, a positive when a team can can do that. That's why, as we say, they're champions. I mean, um, but the big concern is the opening goal that they lost. The defending
0: is absolutely atrocious. I mean, first of all, there's a free head at the near post, and then Lee Erwin's free at the back post yep.
1: and is able to scramble that in. It's just dreadful marking. Nah.
0: Um, there was and... a common theme in this game, wasn't there? Uh, because all three goals were conceded from cross balls, which is uh, yeah. not particularly good if you've got any chance of either staying up or or going for the title.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, Ryan Christie's deliveries for the two goals were quite excellent. And that shows why he's a key player. Um, good fantasy points as well because he gets um, to assist. <laughs> I'll get those in. Um, but yeah, he's um, he he is such a key player, Ryan Christie. You know, um, I've seen him get some criticism on Twitter from Celtic fans. I don't know why. I don't he's, understand it games the boy delivers um, as well he's been good for Scotland he's been really good for Celtic the, the John McGinn not going to Celtic was a, was a blessing for him because it gave him his chance to show what he can do I think he's a, um, a terrific player I think um, Celtic will do well to hold on to him for the next couple of years because I can see Premiership clubs looking at him, looking out from down south
0: Duffy scored again um, last night uh, James Forrest got the winner but this for me was a game where Patrick Clamalla uh, got a start uh, for Celtic and failed to live up to expectations that has to be said yeah it probably justifies Lennon, why Lennon didn't play him in the
1: Champions League game although I think he personally should have there's no point in having strikers um, if you're not going to use them um, in big games but that's another issue but no he's he's um, It's a big opportunity That he's missed uh, Unfortunately He didn't really um, Assert himself in the game Uh, Shane Duffy A good header for his goal Um, I'm not so sure About his shooting abilities He saw the one That he hit from 40 As it went into The main stand um, In the highlights But um, but Yeah I think Celtic were Worthy of the win But Simon had their moments I mean there was a shot At the edge of the box
0: That just went over the bar Yeah. Jim, um, uh, Jim Goodwin was unhappy That uh, they didn't have A, a potential penalty shout uh, When there was a handball Against Duffy In the second half
1: I didn't see that in SPFL highlights. I don't know if I missed
0: it. And well, he just comes out ways here. The one in the first half is a penalty. Sorry, I said second half, first half. The one in the first half is a penalty. I don't think Shane Duffy deliberately handballs it, but he loses the flight and it hits his left arm, stopping it landing to Richard Tate. So we have been on the end of some uh, pretty poor decisions so far this season. First, I think um, the one was a red card. I thought um, it was borderline. I, I thought it was. Yeah. Anyway, what Daryl Broadfoot seemed to call it a, a hard yellow but a soft red. And I love that analogy. <laughs> <laughs> that's one, that's one cop out, isn't it? Yeah. A yeah.
1: Good one. But yeah, I mean they can feel aggrieved to them that you know, they've had those decisions go against him. You he's just got hope that he gets some in the right way. Um, you no, know, when it has not when it comes to the, the season. They say these things even themselves out, so we'll wait and see. But um I mean I didn't see the incident last night unfortunately. I only really saw the goals in the Celtic penalty incident. Um, but um you just got it from Francis and point of view the these decisions even themselves out. There's no question the Celtic
0: penalty, that's a definite yes. penalty. And a, very and, a great, and a great and a great save play. from Zlomal good save, yeah. like, Very good save I don't think it's a good penalty But at the end of the day He's done his own mark And um, guessed right And got a save So that'll maybe give Zlomal A bit of confidence um, yeah.
1: I know he's only in For like a couple of weeks But you know He's got a chance to Craig Gordon at heart So he'll go back there And, and try and assert himself Because if Craig Gordon Gets injured He's got to be ready To step in
0: yeah. We've talked about Celtic's start to the season What about St Minens? Because seven games played Seven points it's so tight as we'll come on to talk about it later on in the podcast but what have you made of St start to season?
1: It's been mixed as you've said I mean they got a couple of wins early doors and there's been um, you know just the one point since and uh, it's yeah it's I think that's the thing that we've got I mean from 5th to 12th everyone's taking points off each other um, I think some, I said at the start of the season I think St Martin will do fine I think they've got the basis a good squad but um, I think they just need to, Well, like every team just now is trying to find a rhythm, let's be honest. Um, nobody's at their stride yet. Yeah. Um, and I think once they do, it, I think I think when it comes to key battles against your Ross County, they won't be charged against Celtic and Hibs. Celtic and Hibs will be comfortable top four for me. Um, it's when St Bernard are playing the likes of Ross County, um, Livingston, Hamilton. If they can win that wee mini league, and crucially, their two wins have been against Livingston Hamilton this season, I think that's the kind of game that will see them stay up, not whether or not they beat Celtic.
0: Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with that. Let's move on to events on Saturday then. Let's start with a game up in the Granite City. Aberdeen against Kilmarnock. Aberdeen won Kilmarnock nil. Um I think this was Aberdeen's, um, another win for them against Kilmarnock. I think Kilmarnock have only won one of the last 30 meetings between the two sides. A stat that was uh, brilliantly picked out by uh, by John Barnes uh, on the Saturday on Sports Scene. What did you make of 1-0 to the Aberdeen? I thought we played very well. I watched the whole game on Saturday.
1: Um, I, I bought the pass to get the game. Um, I was really impressed with the way we played. Um, you know, Aberdeen were rightly criticised last season for horrendous football. Um, let's be blunt about it the football was horrendous to watch from Aberdeen last season, but um, this season they've changed the formation, whether it's been by no, by accident or not it's working and it just shows that mckinnis is able to adapt when he, be. he can come away from his traditional four to three one setup up if need be but the ball was played in the deck scott writes a guy that sam um, took his chance no good direct running and sell for the goal Ross McCrory he just seems to be getting better with, with every game yeah. there was even question marks he might not have been man of the match because um, I think Wright got it from the sponsors yeah uh,
0: Wright got it on the BBC I, Sport website as well I yeah but I think Ross McCrory was um, excellent again
1: No, but he showed our side to his game that he's willing to get forward as well and a nice composed finish
0: he's just so uh, versatile isn't he McCrory he can play in all sorts of positions I thought he was excellent against Tibbs as well is he the sort of person that I need to keep Fit for the whole season If they're going to be Battling for, for cups As well as A European place.
1: Without a shadow of a doubt You know The, the worry is that Obviously this season He can't play against Rangers So he's going to be Missing for those games I mean I'm still a little bit worried That he's He's on loan for the season With view to sign him for Whatever the fee is At the end of the season I just hope there's not Some clause in there That say Rangers can just veto that at the end of the season And keep him If they're impressed um, Or if we're going to lose Another player to them As part of the deal But we're just speculating but, um, but when he's not playing Rangers we need to keep him fit he's just he just has so much composure to the team um, and I'm still surprised that we've managed to get him I'm delighted and I hope that he keep you know his attitude has been spot on I mean his press conference he didn't want to talk about Rangers because he was an Aberdeen player and I, I like that attitude straight away yeah. um, you know and uh, yeah I think Whenever we fill him in, whether he found it right back and filling it centre back, but he's much better as a holding midfield player, and I'm delighted that we have him.
0: We we waxed lyrically about McCrory, but you know, Wright, as you mentioned, has played very well. For someone for me who's played really well in these last few games, is Tommy Hoban. Yeah,
1: he's been excellent. It's just unfortunate that he'll probably not play two games in a week. Um, so Aberdeen have the European game, which will have been played by the time that's. Um, This podcast goes out. So, will they played now? Is they're going to play on Sunday against Motherwell? Um, But he was excellent on Saturday. He was another one that could have been um, man of the match. I mean, that tackle he made to stop um, Kelty scoring was um, a really good challenge. Um, No no throwing your body in the line. I don't think Kilmarnock had a big threat in the game, but they did have a couple of moments. Um, There was um, the the chance at the end from Dickie Warner which um, thankfully felt to him and not someone like Brophy. Mm and it ends up in the the Midlands, but I think Aberdeen were good value we missed some good chances right as good as he played should have scored his goal Johnny Hayes was very unlucky Danny Rogers makes a couple of good saves from Hayes Um, I think Aberdeen were well worth the win in the end Um, but and Warnock didn't make it easy but I don't think they offered
0: a lot going forward no, 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 I agree with that I, I also thought that they they didn't get their midfielders into the game Chris Burke has had a great start to the season he was fairly quiet on Saturday um, but I think they have a good team I like the way that they stuck with that two up front but the Dons defence really did Marshall Brophy and Kabamba really well
1: They did, yeah and I think that that's good to see from an Aberdeen point of view is the defensive. I mean, defence will been excellent since um start of the season um well, after the Rangers game I think we've defended really well in all the games, we've only conceded the one goal. Um the back three have looked pretty assured, you know, I think Hoban, McKenna and Constantine uh, have played really well together. So it'll be interesting to, and then you've got other players well to we step back in with Mason McCrory, Ash Taylor is good enough to come in. I'm not sure where Michael Devlin's gonna fit in. I mean he's obviously injured again. Um mm. wonder if it's gonna be best for him to maybe move on at yeah. some point we'll just need to wait and see but yeah i think depends on who did well i mean i think the commander front two just they were well marshaled with the don's defense but they've got a decent front too. if they keep them together um they'll maybe get more more points in them um, and be safe enough from
0: survival it'll be a miss of me to forget that this was a test event similarly to the game in dingwall ross county celtic on the face of things how did it work for you watching
1: works really well I must say I mean it's weird that they're not allowed to shout and cheer Um, I know there was a few gripes about that but do you know what as long as we can get fans in we just have to take what's there and uh, you know if it means getting in and not saying much then for the first part and so be it the main point was getting numbers in and you know they were applauding they were really applauding very very well um, during the game as well It it was good to it was just good to hear um you know, proper sounds um, from the fans again, and I think it's it's disappointing that it's not continuing this weekend. I think, um, I mean, we've spoken off air about our own respective yeah. views on this, um, but I think it's a backward step. I mean, I get that the law has been put back a few weeks, which is fine, but they could still do the test events. If they're not going to do it at Aberdeen this weekend, they could pick two other games. Like, I'm, I'm singling out Dundee United and St Johnson just for randomness, because they don't have high um, they've not been given the chance to to test it let everyone test it because the worry is in a few weeks when the you know the championship to the two clubs come in and further further down um, that they don't get crowds in and they put back their season and cut their season with the view of crowds coming back so that's a big worry
0: no, I, I fully agree with your, your thoughts on that. I, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, long term uh, with that uh, situation. Let's move away from Aberdeen and head south to Livingston. Livingston won, Hamilton 2. Um, What a big win this is for Aki. back-to-back away wins. Brian Rice is some sort of hero, isn't
1: he? <laughs> yeah, he's... he's- there's a couple of tremendous wins I mean going to Mullow was never easy in the first place but this one given, uh, given the fact that Livingston won their last game against Ross County I thought this was a home banker Tammy McManus thought this was a home banker because um, he put that on his um, three picks for the charity bet and that obviously didn't come up I mean Livingston scored very early I think it was 90 seconds
0: mm-hmm.
1: I-, I think this was credited to was it Lawless yep um to me that's a own goal Because I think Lawless's well, effort's going Across goal But that's another issue um, But the two chances That Livingston had Either side of 1-1 Were Keeman Bartley Either side of the goalkeeper He scores He's not got that Striker's instinct um, To put it in the right place And then I think it was Pittman That had the second one
0: Off oh, um, the other side of the bar At 1-1 Yeah, yeah That yeah, was an absolute shocker a it was Sean want that it come off and uh, not Lawless was Sean want that it come oh, off of, um, but of course Lars Lockhart played his I think it was his first game uh, for Livingston, uh, but yeah, big moment early on Pittman scoring inside the first minute. When I when I saw that I thought Hamilton are in for a tough afternoon. But you got to credit Brian Rice's side because even though they're an inexperienced squad, they're youthful. They kept on going and they got the rewards. Oh
1: yeah, definitely. I mean two set pieces, but um, you know. Templeton in the right place at the right time for the first one. Um, no smashes it in very well. And then his his
0: delivery for. Um, Monroe's header. Kyle Munro Kyle Monroe. Good, uh, Kyle Monroe. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, we're going
1: for Kyle Monroe. I so saw that <laughs> because of the whole Terry Monroe
0: thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, he's a good header David as well. well Great header yeah it's a great
1: Potempo and I think it's going to be a massive player for Hamilton absolutely keep, say a couple of years ago he was the main reason that um, Hamilton stayed up in the league that year when they finished above Partick mm-hmm. um if they can keep him fit for the majority of games or in the games they need him then I think um, Hamilton have a chance of staying up
0: well Hamilton only won twice away all of last season they've won back to back already it's the first time they won back to back away games um, since November 2017 I mean I say on when I'm writing these blogs all the time that home form is important but any result you pick away from home in the Premier League is a bonus isn't it without a doubt. And, um, I think
1: you, you might be seeing more away wins just now because um, the no crowd situation is playing as a leveller um, but I mean Hamilton have done I mean they're not this sort of side that go on a 2-3 game r- run without defeat they'll win a game lose a game maybe even lose 2 or 3 then win a game and it's those random wins that keep them up um, but I mean that's two I mean two wins out of the last three that's pretty good performance as you say two away wins even bigger bonus um, but for Livingston I think that's a, a big step
0: back after well, beating Ross County because um, they thought they'd get the monkey off the back well Gary Hope sh- must be absolutely furious yeah. at the two goals they lost oh without a doubt I mean I think he showed that on the sports scene after
1: he was not happy the way he said lost that game and um, Livingston are normally decent at very good home team Livingston obviously because of the plastic pitch etc I know Hamilton do that as well but Livingston are very strong at home um, and so that'll be a massive blow for them losing that game
0: yeah absolutely and, and of course they have a youthful squad Aki's but I've been really impressed with uh particularly the guy Monroe, who, who's got the winner but uh, Mim, Mimno was very impressive and, and Ogampo I really like but I think he needs a goal As I spoke to Stuart Mitchell um, previous guest on my own show Campbell Suval did the commentary for this game and uh, he thinks Poe needs a goal
1: yeah I think so I mean he's a very useful target man but I don't think he's one that's going to score 15-20 um, goals a season but he probably could do with a goal just now and you never know really he could start proving people wrong um yeah, it's a, it's a massive win for Hamilton, and uh, you know, it, again, we're talking about that festive twelfth place. Everyone's taking points off each other, and there's another example
0: of that. All hail to Brian Rice. Uh, let's move to Motherwell now for the off-the-ball derby, Motherwell St Johnston. So Messer Cowan and Cosgrove uh, were part of this game, Motherwell St Johnston. It was uh, Cowan's crew that came out on top, winning one nil against Cosgrove St Johnston. Not a classic But what a week For Alan Campbell John
1: Yeah definitely Two cracking goals I mean the goal scored For the under 21s I mean it makes it look Like a miss hit shot um, But when you look At them The technique is very clever technique And it pops the goalkeeper Completely um, And then His goal at the weekend I mean Good run And got the The um, they you know how to take the shot on and it's perfect to play straight into the corner. Um, I think, you know, people talk about um, Turnbull, I think Alan Campbell's a very important player and I think he's one that Muller will definitely sell on in a year or two's time. He's a really smashing player and I think he can go into better things.
0: Do you think Mother will have turned the corner with the first win of the season?
1: I mean, it all depends on um, what happens this weekend I mean they've also got a European game and then their are as well um, which might be tough on, but um, they certainly needed that one no, because had they not won that game they're cast a drift away two or three points at the bottom um, and everyone else is on six or seven at this point so it was important for them to keep themselves up there um, in the mix they've got a better squad than the place suggests um, but I think that Rush has been in front of the goal this season, um, but it will be a big boost that they kept a clean sheet. If, um, so they've given themselves a basis, um, you know, to um, to hopefully for them push on.
0: I think Motherwell and St Johnston have two sides that have very similar problems. You mentioned about lack of goals. St Johnston certainly have that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I said when we were um, doing a predictions for this game, I predicted 0-0. Um, I also said whoever scores first will win the game 1-0 and that's also been the case, and even though the goal was very early. Um, I thought St John's were really lackluster in the game, don't think they offered much. Um, and I thought mother were worthy enough of their win. It wasn't a classic, um, as most of the game, let's be honest, the games without the crowds, it's been a struggle yeah. um, to find any kind of classic, to be honest. But yeah, um, Pitt did their job and yeah I think you're going to see a lot of 1-0s this season Mm -hmm. I know we've seen that already certainly in the Sky Sports games I mean I know Ian Crocker moans about the the 0-1 games which might be a theme this weekend for the um
0: Perhaps Rangers, who knows? Well, I put in a predictions um, stat on Totally Football Scottish version um, a couple of weeks ago, and it was uh, cast out on the show along with uh, Ian Crocker's own Sky Sports show, so a big shout to those guys in particular. Just one game, of course, to, to talk about from last weekend, and that is the league leaders, Rangers, against Dundee United. Rangers for Dundee United nil. Um, Rangers break the defensive record uh, that stood for God knows how many years, a long, long time. Um, four nil again. They just look ruthless at Ibrox, don't they, John?
1: Yeah, they definitely do. Um Ryan Kent was awarded player of the month and he just continues his form. Um it was criticised last season, I think rightly so I think um with the promise that he did in his first season um, I don't know if it was the tag that got to him or what, what the issues were but this season it's almost as if he's been given a free reign by Gerrard and he's he's taken it with both hands because I think we've always known there's a player in there last season he was I think some of the Celtic fans joked that Chris Gillian scored more goals than Ryan Kent but I don't think that'll be the case this season um, his footwork is you, know, you just you just don't know I mean you show him in his right foot but then he can go in his left and be effective um, very well taken first goal but I think joint Rangers best player this season
0: the other uh, best player for me has been Bar- Barisic yeah definitely and best back in the league by a mile for me um, you know he had a difficult first season last season I thought
1: he showed how good he was in this weekend again excellent ball in for Taverniers. you know that that's a dream for, as a manager to see one full back for the other um, you know shows their attack and intent and yeah Rangers were pretty ruthless I mean United a couple of moments in the game you know, the Nick Clark had that chance that McLaughlin came out for and didn't get McLaughlin makes a save and they fit the they fit the bar as well um, but I think Rangers were worthy and Scott Arfield made a good impact in this game coming on setting up Roof and scoring more than himself and he's going to be an important player especially the fact that Ryan Jack and others
0: are going to be missing as well Yeah, Rangers beating Celtic's 114-year-old record for the number of clean sheets from the start of the season but yes, Rangers... Uh, Win 4 nil was equated to the number of injuries they had because they lost Leon Balogun before kickoff. Ryan Jack when I injured and we believe is now out of the Israel game and of the European matches coming up. Uh, Brandon Barker went off as well. And, of course, Alfredo Morelos went off after being on the end of a really poor challenge, has to be said, by Ryan Edwards. Yeah, I'm quite surprised that they're not taking any further
1: action. They've also asked Kevin Clancy um, and- Happy decision.
0: I um, thought it was a stonewall red card.
1: Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I think it should have been a red card. I mean,
0: it's the follow yeah, through. That it's it, the follow through. That is the excessive force. is dangerous. It's a red card. Yeah, you can argue that he's
1: um, he's, he's taking the ball first, but it's the way he's left his foot in. You can't tackle at that. I mean, um, I mean, remember the McGregor incident up at Pretoria where he leaves his boot in, and Lewis Ferguson. There was a to tackle that was um, discussed Already, that yeah. Edwards one was worse than the Shaughnessy one for me. Definitely, um, no, I agree. And, I think he was very fortunate and very fortunate to not be taking further.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I thought Rangers were impressive. And I was really pleased to see Ken continue where he left off, but Dundee United's defending really was something not great, was it? Especially the second goal. Eight
1: goals in two games. That's not. That's not good. Yeah. Um, if you want to stay in the league, you need to um, defend better. Um, I think. It's maybe a rea- you mentioned the, um, the Commander game was a reality check for Mickey Mellon I think this game is as well
0: I mean absolutely. yeah you can say it's Rangers the best team
1: in the league but you don't want to go down 4-0 um, I mean as we mentioned they had chances in the game but I don't think there was a massive threat from Dungeons & as defensively they need to get that sorted quick
0: well I think they were relying on Benjamin Segrist throughout the game he made a string of excellent saves because it could have been absolutely anything as for Rangers you know they're sitting top of the league they've, they've yet to concede but have they been tested yet? I mean, I get the feeling that, you know, nobody's really given them a stern examination defensively.
1: No, definitely not. I mean, their hardest game um, out of the seventh place so far was up at Pataudry. And we never laid a glove on them that day. Aberdeen never laid a glove.
0: I mean, even uh, Livingston, who got a point off them, pretty much sat in and, and yeah. kind of tried to say to the Rangers, you come and break us down. And they didn't. But you're right, the Aberdeen game, I mean, Aberdeen were, were dreadful in that match. But all the other games that Rangers have played home or away, They've been fairly comfortable.
1: They have been, but then um, sometimes you can um, have a lapse of concentration. That's where a, a goal comes from. And McLaughlin, to be fair, when called upon, has um, done his job. He's not a goalkeeper that I think is a Rangers class goalkeeper, to be honest with you, when you think of some of the guys they've had in the past and McGregor just now. But, you know, right now he's doing his job. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how they go on this weekend. Um, I think that it will be a Sterners test. Um, but you've got to give them credit, too. I mean, they've I think Balogun has been a good addition to the back four. Um, It'll be interesting to see how long he's out for, because I think he'll be a miss, um, because Katic is out as well. Um, So it'll be interesting to see how they get on um, going forward. Okay,
0: I completely agree with that. Let's move on to our predictions for the weekend's games coming up. So, as always, six games this weekend. Uh, Four games on Saturday, two games on Sunday. Let's start with... uh, Saturday's games um, Celtic against Livingston on paper this is a pretty comfortable home win isn't it?
1: Yeah I think so um, I can't remember what I put in the SPFL predictor but um, I think Livingston being a down from losing Hamilton I think Celtic uh, although it was a struggle against St Man, um I think they showed signs at Ross County that they're getting back to their groove I think Celtic will win comfortable and I'm going to go 4-0 Celtic
0: uh, I'm going to go for 3-0 but I completely agree with what you said I, I, think, I think Celtic will will kick on. I think that result at Mirren last night, we are recording this on the, the Thursday, the 17th. Was a fairly comfortable win, Um, you know, against Ross County. Against Mirren they weren't great. They got the job done. I just think back on their own surface. Livingston on it down after losing last week. I just I just can't see anything other than a home win for the champions. Huge six-pointer at Tanaday. Stunny United, who've yet to win at home so far this season against Mirren.
1: Oh, I'm going to go with a 1-1 drawing this one, I think the two of them will cancel each other out, I think um, United, um, although they'll be desperate, I think both sides have issues um, at the back, I think St looks slightly, slightly strong at the back, um, but I just fancy a drawing this one.
0: I, I'm going to go for United, I think Mickey Mellon will demand a reaction from his players, um, they were particularly poor against Kilmarnock I felt against um, Rangers you're always expected to struggle at Ibrox they did have moments but they're defending let them down Lawrence Shanklin is back i to see if he starts I'm looking forward to seeing whether he does but I think Nicky Clark you know I, I think he could be the difference I don't think there will be a lot of goals put it that way so i very tight to, uh, defensively but I, I'm going to go 1-0 United because they need to start picking up points and I'm going to back them this weekend Kilmarnock-Hamilton and Kilmarnock really you know it's been a stop start season for Kille and, and Hamilton looking for a third away win in a row
1: yeah um, but I don't think they'll get it I think Kilmarnock um, will be glad to be back at home after going to Pataudry they quiet themselves quite well beating Dundee United. I think the confidence will be slightly up I know Hamilton are also up from two wins in the last three but I think Kilmarnock will just do enough in this one and I'm going to go with uh, two win Kilmarnock
0: yeah, I'm going to go 2-0 on Kilmarnock. I, I think I agree with you. I, I, it's a real shame that I keep backing against Aki's each week because every time I do, they always prove me and a load of others wrong. But I, I just think Kilmarnock will uh, just have too much. Um, I think Kabamba will, will get a goal. I think the, the, the blend between his physicality and Brophy's pace long-term could work really well for Kelly. Um, they really missed Alan Power last week, I felt, at I uh, Hopefully he'll be back or heading towards a comeback. He'll be in pawn... But you never discount Hamilton out. You know, they're a, they're a, they're a dangerous side on their day and you, yeah. you rule them out with your peril. But I, I just fancy yeah. Kelly.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'll, I'll say this just now. Hamilton rarely win two in a row. I think it happened in the last, um, you know, the last round of games before COVID hit. But um, they rarely do win two in a row. So maybe it will actually happen. But oh. I'm going to go with
0: Hamilton. Well, there's loads of six-pointers all over the place. And you talked about how tight everyone from 5th to 12th is. St so Johnston, Ross County is... Another big game.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm going to go with a home win, Um, and again, I'm going to go tight here. I'm going to go win Nelson Johnson. They don't score many goals, but I think defensively they'll be okay. Ross County don't score many goals either. don't see it being a classic um, so
0: watch it it'll be 4-3 come um, Saturday now that I've said one Nelson Johnson. <laughs> I'm going to go a score draw I'm going to go 1-1 um, I've not gone for uh, anything other than a home win so far which is uh, quite a surprise but I'm going to go 1-1 I think Ross County there were patches in that Celta game when they played well for St. Johnston I think they need to find their feet at home Ross County always seem to do fairly decent down at, uh, at Perth so I think it'll be an interesting game I, 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 think, I think a draw will be a probably a, a good result for both sides probably a better result for County more than St Johnson I'd argue right Sunday's games Hibs Rangers the standout game of the weekend what's your thoughts John
1: yeah I think Rangers will concede this
0: time I think it will be a tight game um, but I, I just fancy Rangers to, to come out and talk I think going forward they're looking really good
1: um, I know Hibs haven't conceded from open play this season it's just been a couple of penalties um, but I think Rangers will have just that little too much I'm going to go with an away win with two goals to win um, so no doubt Ian Crocker will be happy that there's more than one goal in this game
0: and as Ian would say isn't that just typical <laughs> um, I uh, I really don't know what I'm going to go for here i really not um, I think him's the players to hurt Rangers pace out <laughs> wide Boyle especially This bit back scoring um, I really like Newell in midfield. I think Jack being out is a huge loss for Rangers defensively. Yeah. I think Balogun being out is a loss. Uh, obviously, I think Europe will be interesting. So, of we are recording Rangers are away in Gibraltar. So, I would expect Rangers to have no problems in Gibraltar, by the way. But, nevertheless, you've got the travel, to come back. That'll be interesting. we have got a few injuries. I think Henders have got to treat this game as a... You know, if they can win it, what a bonus it would be for them. Um, but as for Rangers, if they win... I think their fans will maybe believe that they actually can take the fight to Celtic even more than they are at the moment. I also agree. I think Rangers will concede. I don't think they'll keep eight clean sheets in a row. However, I'm not too sure that Hibs will uh, will get anything out of the game either. But I'm going to go for an absolute barnstormer here because I think Sky is due a barnstormer game with a lot of goals. So I'm going to go 3-2 Rangers and I very rarely do something like that. But if it ends something like that, I'll be absolutely delighted. And Ian, if you're listening... We're building you up, my friend. <laughs> We're building you up. So yeah. it's to um, ranger's from his point. From his point of view, it'd be good and for the viewer and um, watching it. would be good um, if
1: you get a five-goal thriller. Um, you know, we've not had many good games to see since we we'll come back, and the lack of crowds, as I keep mentioning, has an effect that. But well, this would have been a great, five goal,
0: this so would, yeah, that'd be great. This would have been a great game for the fans, wouldn't it? And, yeah. You know, and it, they just you know the atmosphere would have been absolutely superb Hibs Rangers games are usually very hotly contested anyway and uh, you know you get the feeling that if in non-COVID times this would have probably been either like a Friday night game or as it is a Sunday lunchtime game and a, or a Saturday lunchtime game and it would have been uh, hustle and bustle and, and and helter-skelter stuff I'm sure speaking of Europe Aberdeen and Motherwell both in Europe this week of course they play each other on Sunday how do you see this one going? Another one no Aberdeen? Yeah that's, that's what
1: <laughs> another one though to the aberdeen
0: um <laughs> yeah i think it's a standard prediction isn't it <laughs> yeah it seems to be um
1: yeah i just i just think at home um especially we're looking pretty good um no, the, the only worry that I've got as an Aberdeen fan is the travel coming back from Norway. Motherwell um, are travelling as well, but they're travelling to Northern Ireland pretty relatively less of a travel burden on them compared to Aberdeen. But I think Aberdeen um, will win this game and I think it will win now. Um, if will do win this game would be because of um, the travel let's put this out that way um, I don't want to be making excuses if Aberdeen didn't get anything from this game but I think we'll be slightly too strong but it would be easy Motherwell will have their tails up from the weekend they may have their tails up even more depending on how things go against Colrain. Um but and, and Aberdeen Motherwell games are usually quite um, are really interesting but I
0: think Aberdeen will do enough I, I, I think Aberdeen will do enough as well but I'll tell you I think it'll be a, a really interesting game because I, I agree with you you stole my prediction 1-0 so I've gone <laughs> 2-1 I've gone 2-1 I, I think it'll be a <laughs> I think it'll be a close game um, but, I, but I think Aberdeen just have a right balance in the team now. For the first time in a long time Aberdeen have got the right balance in the team especially in midfield. It was too often I think they were looking for a player to fill Graham Shinney's position or develop into a Kenny McLean style role or kind of feed out wide and you know I think we're starting to get the right mix now, as an as an Aberdeen fan as yourself as as well. I think the mix is starting to get there. For Motherwell, yeah. I still think they need a striker. I still think that they need to go out there and get a striker or get someone that's going to score them goals. There's no doubt Campbell is going to be the man now that Turnbull's away. Um, so that's a big pressure on his shoulders. Yeah, but this is a big game, and Europe, I think be I think I think Aberdeen and, and Motherwell have hard European games tonight against Viking and, and Coleraine respectively. Um, you would expect both to win but you never know It's it, absolutely anything can happen in these one off games in Europe um, but I just think Aberdeen at home just have enough and I'm going to go for a 2-1 Aberdeen that's our I predictions Molo, oh, sorry, I go. was just going to say I think Mullow um, could do with Jake Casey um, stepping up cause definitely he's not since he's
1: went back he's not quite um, hit the heights of the first, um, when he first broke into Mullow's team I still think he should have stayed at Mullow at least another season but he Can't blame him for taking the move to Rangers and getting more money, etc. Rotherham, after a decent start, faded out. So he really needs to start um, delivering again if he wants to kick on his career and prove that he's more just a half-season
0: winner. Absolutely agree. Well, that's our predictions. You'll find them on the SPFL show Twitter page. If you want to battle us out in our predictions, you're more than welcome to do so. Um, John, we're coming to the end of the show. Have you anything else you'd like to say before we log off?
1: No, just um, hopefully we have another good weekend of... Um,
0: you had a really interesting chat with uh, Davey Irons recently for SFF podcast. Yes,
1: so that's on the Scottish Football Forum's website, um, available on all platforms. Um, it was a really interesting chat. No, D- Davey's obviously had a, a career of um, many clubs. Um, he's managed us just now, he works in the police too, so we had good chats about the police, the coronavirus situation. Um great chats about mental health as well because uh, his his daughter's partner t- um, unfortunately took his life a couple of years ago so we had a great chat about the mental health situation which is obviously massive um in society especially
0: now with the coronavirus i mean yes um, if anything mental mental health
1: issues have not gone away they've heightened since um you know covid19 because everyone's lives are upside down um so it was good to chat from that point of view How, and we've talked about the crowd situation. Um, you know, we mentioned it as, as a concern because when we start the season. They kind of need fans in the stands. We could more than accommodate three hundred fans. To them, that's a good, that's a great crowd. So we hope that they, 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 and every other club manage to get by. this okay. Yeah.
0: Um, no, absolutely. You know,
1: agree. Come back in, and hopefully getting back in sooner rather than later. But I appreciate it. it's got to be a safe time as well.
0: Thanks to John for being my guest on the show this week. If you remember, you can check out his and others' content on the Scottish Football Forum or SFF podcast on Twitter and on various other podcast channels. That's it for me, Dr. Grant Campbell, filling in for Callum McFadden of Football CFB. He'll be back, I'm sure, next week. Uh, but until then, and from myself and from John, it's goodbye for now.